Welcome to Slaking Thirst, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. So this morning in our gospel, we encounter Jesus, not the good shepherd, not Jesus, the, uh, you know, the door, the gate, any of those images. We encounter Jesus, the exorcist, Jesus, the exorcist, which is a really uncomfortable image for a lot in the modern church. They're just kind of like, I don't know about all that demonic stuff, all that devil stuff, that exorcism stuff. Well, I don't know how you could read the Gospels and not conclude that this was a a central part of Jesus' mission and ministry, to come and confront and drive out from the world the demonic fallen powers. So, demonic activity, uh, this is what I want to kind of, I mean, preach about a little bit this morning. Whether it's like everyday temptation, demonic activity, whether it's temptation or the more advanced forms of infestation, uh, obsession or oppression, or full-blown possession, demonic activity doesn't happen because demons are um, so powerful and clever, although they are. It happens, like, whatever demons are able to do, they're able to do, one, because God grants them permission, which might sound odd, but it's true. You see it in the gospel. Give us permission to leave here and go to those swine, and Jesus says, go for it, right? So whatever they're able to do, it happens, one, because God grants them permission, and two, we give them authority over ourselves and over our lives. So obviously, yeah, I bring this up because Jesus the exorcist in the gospel today is confronting a man, this poor man, right? What a sad state of life he's living in, right? A man living among tombs, like naked, amongst the rocks, cold. His friends are dead people, shackled. Obviously, he's had confrontations with the townspeople, and they're tried to keep him bound and shackled, whether to keep him safe from himself or him safe from other people, or maybe it was even just, this is entertainment for the local people. Let's just go down to the tombs and see the crazy guy shouting, right? It's a sad life this guy's living, and Jesus comes and uh, confronts the legion of demons, the legion of demons that are inside of him. And that, by the way, um, it's just like when you, when you listen to um, the accounts of exorcists talk about their ministry. This is very accurate. Uh, Father Chad Ripperger, who's a pretty famous um, Catholic speaker, um, writer, he's got a lot of videos on YouTube, but he's also an exorcist. He speaks about this, that when it comes to people who are possessed, uh, by and large, it's, not, it's never the case that it's just like one demon. Um, usually it's a sort of... Um, hierarchy that there's usually hundreds of lower foot soldier demons uh, kind of under the authority of a sort of uh, commander demon and then that commander and that whole rank is under the authority of one of the very few generals and he says just like we're familiar with the names of Michael and Raphael and Gabriel these commanders of the heavenly armies um, exorcists become familiar with the names of these lower fallen general demons so he says, yeah, this is accurate, that you'd have all of these legion of, uh, of, of fallen spirits in there. So here's the thing. In Jesus' confrontation, it's not this screaming, sweaty battle, right? He's not like, it's not, you know, it's not like the 1970s movie, The Exorcist, right? They're, they're not screaming. There's no green pea soup flying out, right? No twisting heads. It's an effortless battle, 
He just simply says, come out. Come out. This is so important because this struggle, it's not a struggle because these powers are creatures and they have no authority over Christ. He has all the authority over them. It's not a great struggle in the same way that like the night doesn't struggle against the rising sun. The rising sun effortlessly dispels the night. The night doesn't hold on with tooth and claw. It just effortlessly gives way. It has no power over the sun. Like during actual exorcisms, demons uh, are incredibly legalistic. They follow and they respond to authority um, to a T. So for example, one of the, one, in one of his talks, Father Ripperger gives the example of uh, so for a priest to carry out an exorcism, he has to be um, granted the permission by his bishop, right? To have the authority to do the ritual. So imagine a priest who gets called to a house and the person is clearly possessed and he starts, he gets out his ritual book, starts doing the prayers of exorcism, and the demon is just not listening, right? The priest could say, I want you to sit down there, fold your arms and be quiet, and the demon doesn't do anything. He just keeps on shouting, making a scene. The priest steps out of the room, calls his bishop, says, Bishop, this is what's going on. Do I have your permission? The bishop says, yeah, you have my permission. Go for it. The priest steps back into the same room. Same thing. I want you to sit down there, fold your arms, and be quiet. And the man, the possessed man, will sit down, fold his arms, and be quiet. Because he's under the authority of Christ, right, who gives his authority to his church, to his priests. All right, so what does all of this mean? What does all this mean for you and me? A few things. First of all, we see in this gospel the power of saying things out loud of saying things out loud. Notice that Jesus, like the word of God, doesn't show up to the shores of the Gerasenes and just like within his own spirit silently exercise the man. No, he says out loud the words come out of him, right? It's so important for us as incarnate creatures, right? We have bodies to speak words out loud. That gives, that's, there's power in that, right? There's power in the name of Jesus, saying the name of Jesus out loud. There's power in saying things out loud, right? Our words have power. Saying like, in the name of Jesus, I bind and take authority over you, spirit of anger, spirit of lust, spirit of frustration, spirit of depression, spirit of anxiety, and I send you to the foot of the cross, right? I bind, I take authority, and I send you. That's what Jesus does in the gospel. He binds, he takes authority, and he sends them out. And he does it by speaking things out loud. You and I, we can do this. By your baptism, Jesus dwells in you and has given you authority over yourself to speak this out loud. But here's the other thing, though. If, you, if this seems all strange and uncomfortable, if you want help with this, like if you feel like you need someone to kind of guide you through this deliverance, we have an amazing ministry here at Sacred Heart of Jesus Parish. We have an amazing team of folks who've been involved in deliverance ministry, coaching people, helping people um, do this very thing, to bind, take authority, and, and send out of themselves these spirits that have come against them. If you want help with that, if you know someone who would benefit from that, just call the parish office and they'll direct you to uh, who, they, who they need to talk to. Finally, here's the last thing. Every exorcist who's worth his weight in salt, they'll tell you this, they'll tell the same thing, that that one good confession is better than a thousand exorcisms. So you and I, we have the power, we have the ability to come receive the power and the mercy of Jesus that liberates and heals and transforms right in those two spots right there. Every Saturday or anytime you need to make a phone call and set it up. There's power in that sacrament. There's so much power. 
a heart that's contrite, the Lord can't resist. So there's power in the name of Jesus, and there's power in saying these things out loud. So let us do that. Amen.